Hello, welcome to Swiss Up, a podcast about Swiss entrepreneurship, sharing ideas, projects, and stories from founders and people making Switzerland the most innovative country in the world. This podcast is about Cosmos, a startup that is reinventing education and building the new kind of school in virtual reality. I met with John and his team in September in San Francisco and I found their project very useful for teenagers and adults who would like to learn very specific topics such as building a rocket for instance. You can support their vision and project to make education a VR experience on their Kickstarter campaign. You will find the link in the podcast description. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you learn new things and enjoy. So, uh, hello, John. Uh, <laughs> so we are here on uh, Market Street uh, in San Francisco, we are in your office, so it would be great if you could describe maybe a bit more about what you do, what's your startup, what's your project. Yeah. Sure, so uh, my name is John, um, I'm the founder of Cosmos, mm -hmm. um, actually I'm a co-founder, um, my co-founder is called Dorina, and uh, we have one more employee called Merrily. Um, and a small office in San Francisco. Um, so, what we're doing with Cosmos, we're building a K-12 school that exists only in virtual reality. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, um, is it like for uh, on specific uh, like subjects or topics, or you know the VR like uh, um, experiences that you aim to develop? Yeah. Um, so basically, um, I think it's important to understand that. You know, our ambition is to build a complete school. So we want that in the future, kids can go to school, mm -hmm. like and get a, a diploma, um, just by going into school in virtual reality. Oh, okay. So okay, it's not just in classrooms. They no. will okay. So I think it's an important distinction. We're not building software for the classroom. Mm -hmm. um, we're building standalone standalone school. Okay. And the way we start is now with some. Single classes that students can just take mm -hmm. in addition to their normal school, you know. Um, and the way it works is a class takes around eight hours currently, and like eight one-hour sessions. Okay. And there's a project team of five students mm -hmm. and a teacher, and they meet, you know, in specific times. Um, meet in virtual reality in our soft in our experience. So they can be in five different countries and connect in the same... Uh, yes, they can be, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay, so that's a good way for people to meet, I guess. Exactly. Like, yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, the cool thing about VR really is that it really feels like you're there. And um, like, like in our first um, class, your goal is to build a rocket together with your project team. 
A rocket? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like a really built up rocket and no, it's like centimeters high and Okay, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Lift, yeah. yeah. But, but basically and then you can like go into the rocket and like launch, you know. Okay. That's so cool. Ones. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. So it's not. Is it meant to like uh, replace schools or not? Uh, not at all. It's like, um, like, we, you know, <laughs> replace has always no. this negative connotation. But we we do think that um, everything in the future, a lot of stuff, what we do, like work and learn and play, mm -hmm. will happen in virtual reality, anyways. Okay. So schools will have to move to virtual reality, I think, right? to be to stay competitive, to, like to stay relevant. Um, so, in that sense, we're just seeing ourselves as a new kind of school. Okay, cool. A new medium. Okay, so we will go come back to that. So maybe it would be great to have a bit uh, to know a bit more about your background, where you come from, why you are in San Francisco now. Sure. So I was uh, born and raised in Zurich. Okay. Um, my co-founder Doreen is also from Switzerland, from San Can, mm -hmm. um, although she studied in Zurich. So you met at uh, university? No, we met. No, I studied in Sankan. She studied, she's from Sankan. Oh, right. Okay. We met, um, we met at, um, at my previous company that I started in Zurich five years ago. There with two friends. Um, it's called Chinky. It used to be called Battery. Okay. Um, but what we do there is we rent out power banks at the kiosk or Avec. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're running low on smartphone battery, you can go there, rent it, use it, and then return it at any of the thousand locations. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So is it still... Uh... It's still running, yeah. Okay. So during that I met there, and then, then, you know, beginning of 2017, we decided it's a good time to, to do something that we were more interested in, which is education. Mm -hmm. And then in the, in the summer of 2017, we left the company. Um, to start a new company, Cosmos, and move to San Francisco. Um, but Battery or Chimpy is still going on. It's, it's actually going great. It's, it's growing. My two co-founders are still in the management. Okay. I'm cool. still involved as a board member, but not not um, not in the day to day. I see. I see. And uh, so um, you moved to San Francisco because of the Swiss Next program, or you moved to San Francisco just because it's um, more innovative here. Yeah, no, we we are we are not a, we don't work together with Swissnet. Okay. Um, we just know them. Like right. We hang out with them. I think they're a nice bunch of people. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but no, we don't formally work with them. We moved to San Francisco because um, I compared to you know if you want to become a famous actor, um, you should move to Hollywood. Right. And I think if you want to create a startup that has potentially great impact, then your chances are higher if you are in Silicon Valley. Oh, uh, really? Okay, um, yeah. I mean, it's possible from anywhere in the world, but just like, um, your chances are, I think are higher here. Uh, that's why we said, you know, let's give it a try. Mm -hmm. um, if it doesn't, if you don't like it, just go back. Uh, yeah, of course, of course. And so far, we're here more than, for more than a year, and we love it. And, okay. Um, Plan on staying for a couple. So, where are you in your in the development of uh, Cosmos? Then have you you've built one classroom? I say yeah. like one experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we are in the process of building the first experience. Okay, um, right. We have a demo so far, and the first class we call it project. Mm -hmm. It's a project-based school. Mm -hmm. um, we'll launch in in November. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but we've already people, you know, signed up for it. So we just 
and <laughs> we'll have to finish building it, uh, which we should, we should be able to do. Okay. Um, and, and we have a teacher who is an AP physics teacher, like a high school teacher, yeah. that will teach the class. Okay, yeah. I see. So, um, so every project or like every experience, you will need to find a real teacher and then uh, record, okay. So do you have like developers or you do, you, do you develop the software yourself or? Yeah, so we are oh. developers, like um, okay. Merely and I are software engineers. Okay. And, and then Dorina uh, does all the 3D art and 3D modeling. I see. Yeah, it's not her background. See, she studied environmental sciences, mm -hmm. but you know, turns out she's really talented and likes doing it. So good news yeah. then. <laughs> okay, I see. And so, did you receive funding already, or like, how do you function for now? Um, yeah, uh, I mean, right now we're uh, bootstrapped. Okay. Um, we finance part of it from our savings, Dorian and I, and then, and then. Um, we um, just did like a small friends and family round. Okay. Recently. So you're looking to raise money after the first project is built uh, or not really? Or, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we want to, like our strategy is that we can survive without raising money. Okay. To charge people for the classes. Oh, so yeah. So that's um, how it's gonna work yeah, then. Okay. Exactly. They pay. So they pay for one class, or they pay for like. Uh, you know, membership or like, how does it work? Yeah, currently, they pay per class. Okay. Um, price two hundred dollars per class. Okay. So Eight dollars now. Right. Um, and yes, exactly. So, but you know, to come back to the funding question, mm -hmm. I think eventually, eventually, we would like to. Eventually, it would make sense probably to raise also venture capital. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But we don't want to be in a situation where we depend on it. Okay, yeah. I see. Great. So, um, what's your, you know, what's your uh, next steps? You know, so are you reaching out to uh, universities or like are you trying to, um, you know, how is it, you know, what's your next steps in like the six months, in six months, one year, mark, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so, basically, now our next milestone is to, um, you know, like around the first class in November and hopefully. That goes well, mm -hmm. and, and if that goes well, we can run many more of the same classes mm -hmm. in different students, um, and start developing the next class. We will probably um, so the first one is more physics, okay. chemistry, and the second one we're we're looking at something like botany. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where um, you know we went to a couple of botanical gardens, mm -hmm. and really inspired by by plants, and a lot of kids don't have access to a garden, don't no. understand where it mm -hmm. comes from. And I think it's really important for health and environmental sustainability that mm -hmm. people understand how botany works. Okay, yeah, no, I yeah. think it's great. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. VR is a perfect medium to, to show that mm -hmm. because it's, it's hard to do in the real world. No, for sure. Yeah. And so um, how do you reach out to uh, teenagers or like kids or like who is your target audience first? Is it like teenagers or children or young adults maybe? Mm -hmm. um, Oh, so, adults, maybe. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. No, currently it's um, thirteen to fifteen year olds. Okay. Um, eventually, you know, we want to cover the whole first to twelfth grade. Okay. So uh, let's see. Um, but but it's easier. Yeah. I think it's a good age group to start with. Mm -hmm. But you know, speaking from a business perspective, of course, the parents the parents pay. 
Yes. So currently we go through the parents. Okay. Um, we go through the parents. As I said um, earlier to you today, that we're launching a Kickstarter mm -hmm. now. Um, so the, because I, I think there were may, might be we're looking at parents who are enthusiastic about new technologies and um, in the best case already have like a VR headset at home. You know, yes. Mm -hmm. So there's a small target group, mm -hmm. like a niche group, but also we don't need. We don't. We can't support a lot of students anyway. No. We need like, a, you know, like 10, 20, 30 parents to sign up for this. Exactly. Initially, so yeah. That's fine. Um, and then we're also working together with partner organizations like scientific institutions. Right. Um, that um, on the one hand help us acquire customers. Mm -hmm. um, so in this, in, for example, we're working together with the New York Academy of Sciences. Okay. Yeah. Um, and. Like even at museums, maybe we can. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but we didn't have time to approach more. No, no, no. I understand. Got, uh, like got an introduction to them, and like it worked out well. Um, but like I think these types of organizations, botanical gardens, museums, um, mm -hmm. like maybe the California Academy of Sciences yes. here, could be a great partner um, in terms of acquisition, but also like in, ter in terms of developing the content, mm -hmm. because you know we're not experts in every field. No. Yes. Uh, for them, it could be cool to co-develop. Stuff it doesn't also um, co-develop stuff with companies like you know let's say SpaceX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I like SpaceX. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, because you have uh, yeah. Uh, I SpaceX. Yeah. <laughs> like a fanboy. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I um no so because they might be interested in co-developing. Yes, of course. With us. Yeah. So, um, how is the uh, education, like the VR education market? You know, is it very competitive? Like we know Google Expeditions. Uh, so you differentiate from Google Expeditions because you don't need to be in a classroom to do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But then, um, you know, what? How is the market like? Um, yeah. So it's interesting. It's the market is new. Mm -hmm. I think, like emerging. Mm -hmm. I think you know. So, so in general, I think most, the, the almost every VR educational app is meant for to enhance the classroom experience. So, as right. a teacher, you can mm -hmm. have like a headset, mm -hmm. then, like Google expeditions, you can travel to places or like look at animals, which you know often also is more augmented reality AR. Okay. Because it's, it's people already have smartphones, so it's easier. You know. Um, People don't have to buy new hardware, mm -hmm. but of course you don't get the same like effect or possibilities you get with VR. Mm -hmm. um, so I think most of the apps we see are in that in that direction, mm -hmm. like, which is great. Um, but I don't know any other company that's trying to build like a like a standalone like like a standalone school like you do. Yeah, um, maybe there are, but but. Like, I hope there are, because I think it's going to be a big market, so we yes. need more schools. Um, yeah, and if you look just briefly at the like, history of VR, um, you know, the Oculus Go, which is Oculus's first standalone headset, yes. got released in May of this year, so, you know, not a couple of months No, exactly, ago. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it's a game changer in that you don't need to plug it into your computer to run. No. You can just put it on. And it just starts running, so it's almost as easy as a smartphone. Yes, so. um, and and that's a key difference, I think. Um, and this is like only two hundred dollars to buy, and mm -hmm. like it's cheap. 
And so I think for us this is like the beginning of the mainstream. Yes, I see. Um, and therefore it's like really new, but I think now it's gonna, gonna grow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. And so um, in terms of, uh, you know, San Francisco compared to Switzerland, so you said you moved to San Francisco because uh, it's the mecca of uh, startups, but don't you think that in Switzerland it's, it's, it's like uh, you've built a, a startup in Switzerland before, so yeah. why, you know, why, uh, you know, what's the comparison between both, what do you think the, you know, the startup ecosystem in Switzerland is lacking or mm -hmm. is uh, better than here in San Francisco? Great to have those views. Sure. Um, so I think, I mean, there are some obvious differences. Mm -hmm. like, um, like, you know, there are a lot of more funding here. Like yes. all the VCs are here. Then all the big tech companies are here. Mm -hmm. um, and all, like, all the big startups are also here. Yes. <laughs> or yes. at least have an office here. Mm -hmm. And what that means is it's, it's a lot easier to get in touch with people, mm -hmm. meet with people. Um, but, but that's like kind of obvious, like for me more interesting or like the um, unobvious differences, non-obvious differences, which uh, it's, it's a little bit like the, the culture and the mindset in Silicon Valley. Like a lot of people, a lot of people come here with like the goal to like achieve something. Like yes, that's true. Ambition, like mm -hmm. no most people that you meet here are not from here. They moved here with like a goal. And that creates like this really dynamic and like um, kind of like culture where people, you know, want to achieve something and like... Very driven, yeah. Exactly, and like a lot of them are like dreamers, you know. Like, mm -hmm. I'm sure if like if I tell we're building a new school in majority, most of my Swiss friends or people who are... Or, you know, very open-minded will say, you know, no, it's not never going to work. And and I know that the probability is going to work maybe like one percent, you know. Mm -hmm. But like, if it's if it if it works, it's going to be it's going to be you know really <laughs> awesome. So so I think it's worth working on this. Yeah. Um, and, and and like people here understand that they have the same mindset, and so it's easier to have you have discussions, you have constructive feedback, mm -hmm. um, and not not dismissive feedback. Which you know, as an entrepreneur, like a lot of most of stuff you do doesn't work. So the last thing you need is like people yeah, criticizing yeah, you yeah, in yeah, a like, non-constructive way. You know, feedback is great, but it needs to be constructive. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and, and and the second thing in the mindset is that the there's like a pay-forward culture. So people will help you for non-obvious short-term reward for them, just like because someone help them, you know, to mm -hmm. get to where they are. Yeah, okay, I see. So, if you write an email to like a, maybe like a, like investor, or like a, maybe not to Mark Zuckerberg, but like, mm -hmm. to like a startup, like a founder of a startup that is, you know, 30, 40, 100 people, mm -hmm. um, and successfully growing, like, they will reply, reply yeah. and like, meet quickly, even, or have a call with you, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. This is, um, this is, and, and, and fast, like, they will, like, say, okay, do you have time tomorrow? So, okay. like, maybe, you know, do you have time in three weeks out there? I mean, I'm in holidays, and then maybe in two months, you know? Okay, so, and the startup time is super important, you know? Mm -hmm. you, you want to know it, fast. It for, yeah, yeah. Fast, yeah. So, I think those are the main differences that um, make... They, they don't make it... They, they don't make it necessarily easier to start a company here, because you have more competition also. 
Um, but if you build something cool, I think it's easier to grow faster and get realize your potential. I see. Okay. Um, yeah, I think if you look at the yeah, I think if you look at the startups, like quality of startups, or quality of people that are here, if you had like a box plot, you know, like the mm -hmm. the middle two quartiles would be like the same as in Switzerland if you had the quality, but like the outliers are much higher, especially in the positive direction here. Okay. So yeah. So meaning there there is more support, or there is more yeah, just yeah. more support. Mm, yeah, I guess. Better yeah. vibes. You know, yeah. Exactly. Like it's yeah. a combination of things. It's not like. It's, it's a culture, right? It's, mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't even write it down to like how it feels, how people behave. No, 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 uh, I see. This is again like a dynamic system. It's, it's hard to, like, a lot of countries try to, oh yeah, we want to be the Silicon Valley of this, but it's, it's hard to, it took like 50, 60 years to develop. You can't just like copy it, you know? No, 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 <laughs> I, I agree, yeah. So yeah, this is, I think. Do you think that, uh, you know, in the last few years, Switzerland has become more innovative or is it a good place to start? I mean, if you you know if you know if you were once just a, like a, the founder of your first company, mm -hmm. um, if you just start, you, you know, do you have an advice to Swiss entrepreneurs on uh, you know how they can um, still be successful in Switzerland? Like yeah. yeah no no that, like I'm not saying you can't be no 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 of course yeah. Switzerland is good probably it's not the best country to start a startup but it's also not the worst you know. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it really depends on what kind of startup you're doing. Like I, I have some friends here that have an office here, an office in Zurich, right? Because um, engineering, like this one particular friend, is like drones, mm -hmm. and like it's easier to find and cheaper to find drone, you know, engineers that have like drone experience in Switzerland. In Switzerland, okay, um, because of DTH or mm -hmm. another, another friend does AI um, for customer service, and he. Same reason he says it's it's easier to find people because there's less competition. Like all the competition you got in Zurich is Google. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Here, That's like true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what they also say that like, people are more loyal mm -hmm. uh, once you once they join your team. Yeah. And they're cheaper. Yeah. Um, which is funny. Funny to you compare to. Countries, <laughs> you know, no, no country, but you know, I guess for this particular instance, it's true. Okay. So. I think, you know, I, and I, I like remote work, so mm -hmm. there's no reason we would not hire people as soon as they or something. Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't really... So, um, I think that's an advantage, like, the access to talent. It's maybe, it's maybe better in, in Zurich than in Safeway right now. At right. least at the moment, yeah. Okay. That's, that, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also depends, like, are, do we have us, like, yeah, in, in the end, if you have a software product, you know, that sells globally over the internet, doesn't really matter. If you have a product like, like battery, mm -hmm. we're limited by the size of, it's a hard, it's a retail product. Right now, we're trying to expand to different countries, but it's hard. Mm -hmm. Like here in the US, I'm sure it's easier to expand because it's like one big market, right? Right. Um, so, stuff like that, you know, I like, think about that, but then also, like, as I said, I think for any business, just being here for a couple of couple of years, like building up your network, like yeah. getting to know people will help you. Yeah, for sure. And then you learn from others as well who, has been, who have been successful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a network effect as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm not a fan of networking. I never go to networking events. I think it's mostly bullshit. But mm-hmm. you will meet people inevitably. You, know, yes. you will meet friends. You will go to a friend's party. Of or course. Yeah. You will meet someone who also does something cool and then you will hang out. So it's, it's really cool. No, that's true. In the two weeks that I've been here, I met like uh, yeah. so cool people, even in the lift, you know. Yeah. In, like, <laughs> the lift or like Uber. Yeah. I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's why, that's because a lot of people come here to do like, yeah, of course. Like, to do free mm-hmm. stuff. Okay. So in terms of uh, your mission, so you want to be, the Cosmos is the school of the future. Yeah. So anything to add on that? No, I think, no, I think that's, that's it. I think we're building the next, next generation of schools. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope to kind of like accelerate this process and like, you know, so that other schools will say, hey, well, this is, VR school is a viable alternative to real world schools. Mm-hmm. We have all these advantages, mm-hmm. you know, um, and can bring, like, better quality education to, to more kids at a fraction of the cost. Um, I see. Great. So, and you have your Kickstarter campaign and stuff. Yeah, we yeah. have the Kickstarter campaign starting in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can check it so out. So we will uh, share that. Okay, cool. great. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs>